This is KYUK Public Radio for the Yukon-Kuskokwim Delta. I'm Anna Rose MacArthur. The Yukon-Kuskokwim Health Corporation is offering voluntary coronavirus tests for Alaska Airlines passengers in Bethel and the parking lot outside the terminal. The tests are available for people not showing symptoms. Yesterday was YKHC's first day of this airport testing, and so far 13 passengers volunteered. That's according to YKHC spokesperson Mitchell Forbes. The swabs are sent to the Alaska Native Tribal Health Consortium in Anchorage for testing, and results are received in two to three days. Forbes says YKHC does not believe there's community transmission of the coronavirus happening in Bethel right now. So the only way that another COVID-19 positive case could appear is from contact with someone outside the region, specifically coming in from Anchorage. And he says that's why YKHC is offering to test asymptomatic passengers coming in on Alaska Airlines, the only airline that connects Bethel and Anchorage. So far, only one One person has tested positive for COVID-19 in the Yukon-Kuskokwim Delta. That was the first week of April. YKHC and the state traced 81 people who came into contact with the person and required them to self-isolate for two weeks after testing them for the virus. None of those contacts tested positive. Turning to politics, U.S. Senator Dan Sullivan's most prominent opponent in this year's election campaign is an orthopedic surgeon and fisherman. Dr. Al Gross, an independent, says his plans for changing the health care system and his push for expanded jobs and infrastructure throughout the state make him the right candidate to represent the state in Washington. KOTZ's Wesley Early spoke with Gross about how his plans for the state would help Alaska's rural communities. While Gross has never served in public office, his father Avram Gross was the state's attorney general under Governor Jay Hammond, helping develop the permanent fund and the PFD program. Dr. Gross says his experiences growing up around Alaska leaders gives him a wealth of knowledge on the state's biggest issues. So I did literally grow up in the shadow of and was friends with many of the state's greatest leaders uh, throughout my life. Gross's experiences in Northwest Alaska stretch back to his days as a medical student. I spent a week out in Kosovo at Manilak Hospital, and I spent a couple of days out in Noatak um, at the health clinic in the middle of February. Uh, so I've uh, been involved in healthcare out in, in your neck of the woods. Gross has been an advocate for overhauling the state's health care system, even before running for the Senate. He says that about 30% of Alaskans are on Medicaid, and he wants to create a way for individual Alaskans and small businesses to buy into a public option health care plan. This would not uh, be a total disruption to the entire system. It would probably represent 5-10% to of the private health insurance market, but it would allow for an affordable option for people uh, to work in the lower-paying jobs who don't necessarily want as many choices as they might, might have through a private health insurance network. Aside from health care, Gross says that he wants to bring federal resources into rural Alaska to expand clean energy programs. There are wind and solar and current or, or tide opportunities throughout uh, rural Alaska that are not being utilized and, and that should be. And as a senator, I'd do everything I could to lower energy costs in rural Alaska. He says expanding those programs would be beneficial to communities hit with warmer temperatures and erosion, and it would also create jobs for rural communities. 
As a senator, he wants to make sure the country is part of the Paris Climate Agreement again. Gross says he isn't opposed to resource development in the state, but he wants to ensure that it is done with the blessing of local residents. He points to opposition from tribes on the Pebble Mine in southwest Alaska and the Ambler Road Project in interior and northwest Alaska. I support what the people in the region want, and at this point, it doesn't appear as though there's a um, a clear consensus as to whether or not it would be good for the people in in the region, and that's what I'm really all about. Gross is also in favor of expanding broadband access in rural Alaska. It really opens up an entire um, wealth of opportunities that would allow rural Alaska to um, be engaged economically on a level uh, above and beyond where they are right now. Another major issue in rural Alaska is public safety. Gross says that tribes and local governments aren't being given adequate resources to combat high rates of crime, and he'd like to change that. The VPSO program is uh, terribly underfunded and understaffed, and there are many, many villages that have no public safety officer at all in any sense of the word. And I support um, um, Native uh, sovereignty for public safety uh, issues, and I totally respect the tribal government authority. And as a senator, I'd really work hard to support that, but certainly it needs more funding than it's getting now. Though he's running as an independent in the Democratic primary, Gross says if elected, he would work closely with Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski to make sure that things are passed in a bipartisan way. Reporting in Kotzebue, I'm Wesley Early. Now in education, the Lower Yukon School District has appointed a new superintendent to replace Hannibal Anderson, who has retired from the position after being superintendent for two school years. The LYSD board recently convened a special session to find a new superintendent and successfully found a replacement in longtime Alaska educator Gene Stone. Stone will take over on or before July 1st. Stone is the current chief officer of operations for LYSD. It's not known currently who will replace him in that position. Stone comes in with previous experience as a superintendent, having served as superintendent for the Matsu Borough in 2017. His contract as superintendent of the LYSD is for the next three years at $150,000 per year. Lastly, art. Hunkering down to slow the spread of the coronavirus pandemic has given many people time to do things they love. And for some, like Bethel resident Josh Fisher, who's president of the Bethel Council on the Arts, that means making art. I've been taking walks each day on BIA Road, and I've been taking a picture from the same place each day that I'm going to create a time lapse, hopefully of the change of the seasons. I have to do it. I have to do something every day, something creative in some manner. That's Renee Thanis, CEO of the Bethel Council on the Arts and treasurer of the Bethel Arts Council. The Arts Council is organizing a community art show to display work being made during the pandemic. I know that there's some people that are doing a lot of quilting, and I know that Moses Tulum has been working on some masks. I've seen him outside of his house uh, working on them. And uh, John Oscar has also told me that, and I know there's some people doing other beading, skin sewing, uh, drawings, paintings. And those are all the kind of things that we want to try to 
showcase in this community art show. That includes poetry and stories, but the art being made in people's homes also includes food, as cooks use the time to perfect, explore, and create cuisine. We're going to ask everyone to bring their favorite dish that they've made, or the thing that they've found the most comforting during this time, and have it there for to share. You know, our community is big on sharing. Details about when the post-pandemic art exhibition will open to the public at Bethel's Cultural Center will have to wait until restrictions are lifted. But both organizers are excited about the possibilities for both the art and the food that could be shared during such a gathering. I just want people to take all of this time that they've had to have, use it, make something beautiful, bring it in, and let's get together and celebrate that we we can get together. The work done during this time, regardless of who did it and why, will no doubt become part of the historic record of this pandemic, which has already transformed the human world. This is KYUK News. I'm Anna Rose MacArthur. Thanks for listening. Please email your comments and news tips to news at kyuk.org and stay tuned for News Uktoon coming up.